to another episode of the Tea to Green Golf Podcast. This is Victor, aka Five Wedges. This week we're going to talk about the Genesis Invitational, an event that was full of fanfare. Most notably to the event was the tournament's host, Tiger Woods. First time that Tiger uh, returned to competitive golf and Fortunately for Tiger, his body held up for four rounds. He had a really solid showing uh, this week and, and, uh, and certainly left the fans with, with anxiety and, and, and plenty of promise. Um, one thing to note that Tiger, as energized as he was this week, um, he reaffirmed his position that uh, due to his body and due to his leg, that it is likely that golf fans around the world, in this case, will only see him in the four majors. And as we know, Tiger played three majors last year, and it appears that his goal for, for golf season 2023 is to make sure that he gets all four of those majors in. So the Genesis Invitational concludes the West Coast swing, and, and it was certainly a profitable performance, uh, not just uh, from financially, but but certainly from a performance standpoint for John Rahm. And, and we'll talk a little bit about John as we get further into, into the podcast. Uh, as I mentioned, this is the conclusion of the West Coast Swing. And from this point, the golfers will make their way across the country and, and, uh, and anchor themselves to the state of Florida, where the Honda Classic will start uh, this upcoming week. Uh, I believe it's February 23rd, 24th, 25th, and the 26th. As the West Coast Swing concluded, the tournament was host to eight of the top 25 in the official world golf ranking. And they certainly played to their ranking this week. There was plenty of good golf from Friday through Sunday. The tournament uh, won by John Rahm, uh, a really exciting and battlefield final round on Sunday where he and Max Homo were really going back and forth. Um, uncharacteristically, we saw a little bit of slippage on the back nine from John and, and Matt at one, uh, Max at one point. Uh, obtained control of of the tournament and then John really kind of took control back on 14 with a very very long birdie putt and really held steady through 18 he had a, a threw a dart in at the par 3 16th that gave him another birdie and effectively sealed the deal for him and so John has proven over the last 5 months that he is really on a trend, and he is on one right now. The victory today was was his fifth out of his last nine starts, and I believe it concludes three wins on this West Coast swing. So again, John is someone that we talked about during the previous episode as one to watch out for in 2023. And with all of these golfers that we'll give a little bit of mention to today, it really is going to be interesting this year to see how they manage their schedule. One of the things that will hopefully entice and inspire them 
this year is that the FedEx Cup playoffs is no longer the top 125. It's the top 75. John has put himself in a really good place. Um, He leads the FedEx Cup standings at the end of today. But what does the rest of the year look like? Do these individuals that have come out really strong at the beginning of this year, do they have the stamina to play through and ensure that they remain in the top 75? Uh, What does their strategy look like? Do they work themselves through the first five months and then measure their position relative to the remaining tournaments for the year? We know we have elevated tournaments that are not majors. We also know that we have majors. And and those two categories of tournaments hold weight as it relates to FedEx Cup points and ultimately FedEx Cup standings. And so it's going to be really, really interesting to see how golfers manage this new environment working themselves to the FedEx Cup playoffs. In addition to John, I mentioned that we had the the we, we had representation from the top 25. And I mentioned that we had eight golfers from that group in this tournament. Um, of those golfers, the top five from the tournament, we know that John Rahm won the tournament. Another really, really solid and competitive showing for Max Homa who finished two shots back in second. Patrick Cantlay had a really strong Sunday and inched his way up the leaderboard as the day went on, finished in sole third. Will Zalatoris, someone that we talked about in the previous episode as as a golfer to really keep our eye on this year. Will had a breakout year in 2022. Unfortunately, he sustained an injury that prematurely ended his season. Coming off of correction and therapy, Will has gotten himself really back into a nice rhythm, and and he went on a tear today. I believe at one point on the front, Will had five or six birdies, carried that momentum into the back, and solidified himself as a solo fourth-place finisher. Additionally, we saw Keith Mitchell. Keith himself had a really solid West Coast swing. He finished in a solo fifth. Um, Two other golfers to note that had a really, really solid Sunday and and finished in the top 10, Colin Morikawa and Sahith Thagala. I gave shout out to Sahith early in the previous episode and really think that Sahith is someone that we want to keep our eyes on as 2023 rolls out. Based on his performance closing out calendar year 2022 and what we're seeing this year, I fully expect that we'll be talking about Sahith this year and see him finish in the top 30 and easily position himself for the FedEx Cup playoffs, which he found himself in last year. Additional golfers to note, And really excited to bring this name to this episode is Jason Day, Uh, arguably one of the more competitive golfers from a spirit standpoint on the PGA Tour. 
Jason has been battling injuries, specifically back injuries for a number of seasons, appears to have his back in a good place right now, saw his game come back. He really had a strong Sunday and closed at nine under. We also talked about uh, Sahith, Colin, and, and Jason. So a really, really solid and competitive day today from a number of golfers uh, sets us up for a promising spring season, something that will lead into the summer and ultimately to the FedEx Cup playoffs. Just an additional observance observation from Tiger um, over the course of the four days. Uh, he was hitting the ball about as well and as far with the driver as any golfer that was in the tournament, specifically those golfers that we know can hit that tee ball quite a distance. Tiger was in the 290 to 310 range for the week. Uh, ball speed seemed to be very competitive with the average of the field. Uh, and so from that standpoint, he looks really, really good. Uh, just judging by the sound of the ball coming off the club, he was hitting his irons about as flush as we are known to, to watch him hit his balls. Uh, punted reasonably well, struggled with the speed, but I think we can all tip our hat to Tiger for coming back out. Uh, for being strong every day for four rounds. Didn't look like he was laboring more intensely than probably we should have expect. Um, walked up 18 with a really, really nice, comfortable today's Tiger pace. And so it'll be interesting to just follow him in the days to come to gain an understanding of how his body performed and how his body has responded after four days and 72 holes. Really, really good to see him. And um, as the tournament host, returning back to Southern California, which is effectively home for him, um, I'm sure he lifted everybody's spirits. The gallery was strong. Typical gallery for Tiger Woods being in the field, and and he really signed off with a, uh, I believe he had one over today at 72 and finished the tournament at one under. So solid finish, um, solid week for Tiger Woods, and and we'll keep our eyes on him as the weeks lead up to the Masters. Uh, it appears that that's going to be the next time we see him playing competitive golf. And as he gets to that point, uh, we'll also keep our eyes for optimism that the, the process that he has to go through to get his body to a point where he can compete over four days is stronger than it was this week. We know that the Masters is one of the more labor-intensive courses to walk because of its elevation changes. And I believe we saw that that intensity, that pressure, that struggle from Tiger last year when he attempted to do it. And so having a year behind him, certainly having a year where he learned a lot and his physical therapy team learned a lot as well. Um, our hope is that he's better positioned 
um, to not only walk the course, but to score and compete on a course that he knows so, so well. And so that's it. Thank you for being with us in this Genesis Invitational recap. Um, it, it concludes the West Coast swing of the 2023 PGA Tour season. In closing, want to make sure that I give recognition and share that this episode receives production support from Dominic Fiore of the Digital Arts Recording Department at the University of St. Francis. And as we always say, hit it straight from T to Green. We are out. Thank you.